Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. This is it. Final episode, at least of the main show. We still have we still have four episodes of the uh, revival a year in the life but last episode of the of the main show bon voyage is the episode yep. title and the first episode of the revival should be posted on the same day that this one was right uh it'll be a little bit after but yeah pretty okay. pretty close like I, I our episodes come out tuesdays and fridays so this one will post today on friday and the next one will be on tuesday so you don't have to wait too much longer so can, for our thoughts. No, you can follow on along. Yeah. Um, how's the weather your way? It's really nice. It, uh, there was a little bit of a breeze at the dog park today. It's about 84, which is really nice. We went to the beach. Well, the dog and I went to the beach yesterday. Okay. It was, it was great. It's getting a little overcast. Almost feels like fall a little bit here. So yeah. how about you? Uh, it's 53 Fahrenheit, which is roughly around, uh, let's see. Uh, 15 uh, Celsius. And, uh, yeah, it's sunny. It's nice. You you wearing shorts? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, it's still pretty. This is my gauge. Yep. Yeah, so this nice. is the shorts weather. It's usually mm-hmm. not until, like, maybe mid-October that we have to start thinking about not wearing shorts. So. Did you still go camping? At, like, when do you all stop camping? I, I mean, I know people who go camping all year round, so... Oh, yeah, but, like, not, like, winter camping, like, regular people camp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like, um, like, mainstream camping. <laughs> I would say, like, probably, like, mid-September is when it stops. Oh, yeah, because we talked about that, because that's when we start camping. Yeah. So I always think it's funny, like, how we do stuff, like, an opposite time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you and I can just talk about camping all year round. We, we could. That's super cool. Yes, mm-hmm. Cappy is a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know what else is a lot of fun? Gilmore Girls, and it's come to an end. <laughs> it um, is the last episode of the series. Yeah, and okay. uh, yeah, Bon Voyage, Bon Voyage, Rory. Bon Voyage, indeed. At least until the revival. Uh, right. Yeah, and you know what? Ended things on a relatively decent note, I think. All things considered. Mm-hmm. You know. I think so. It wasn't Amy Sherman Palladino. It wasn't her ending things her way. But I did feel right. like this episode at least gave a good resolution. Uh, Some closure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Rory's been so preoccupied with trying to find a job that one ended up just happening, which I think is pretty realistic. Like, that's sort of it really ha- is. how things happen. Like, you could be trying, you could be yep. failing, and then something just clicks and right. takes you by surprise. In this case, it was uh, presidential candidate uh, Barack Obama. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. The way they like, oh, he might be president one day. I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Turned out pretty well for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eight years. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what stage we were at at the... Of the I guess... I, I wonder if when this came out that they were doing the... Of the um, campaigning, yeah. If he was already elected, well, I don't know if he was even like the main candidate. I think like he probably was just announcing that he was like interested in doing it because I remember like 
he had a very good energy when he announced he was going to be he was oh, running yeah. for president. Yeah. So I think that kind of was like very uh, enticing for people. So I imagine even mm-hmm. then people were like like gravitating towards it, and it makes sense that like for someone like Rory, she would do something like that. So yeah, I mean, I think he was a, probably a front runner by the time this came out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, basically uh, Rory gets a job following the campaign of uh, Barack Obama, but. Uh, that basically means that she's not going to be able to go on a roller coaster trip with um, her mom, Lorelai, and uh, they have they were going to do like a mock graduation in town, but it ends up being a goodbye party because she's she's leaving. So, and people get are getting oddly irate about not having a party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially Babette. I mean, you would think they'd be like, "Woo, we got a job," but you know, Babette's yeah. upset about the party. It seemed kind of... Did it seem out of character to you, or did it seem like, oh, no, they would do that? Oh, yeah, it seems like they would do that, I feel like. Because everyone feels like they have a vested interest in Rory. So I kind of bought that they would be like, yeah, why aren't we doing this? So, But why not have a vested interest in whether she's got a job, you know, or the job she just got? Yeah, it was <laughs> like, they're like, oh, Rory's got this job. And then Babette's immediately like, but what about the party? The party. What about the right, party? Yeah. Like, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, Luke, uh, kind of, like, steps up to the plate. He ends up, uh, kind of organizing the whole thing, and, uh, mm-hmm. that gets the, the eye of, uh, Lorelai, who sees what he's doing, and, uh, we kind of end the series, at least with their relationship subplot of, of them reconciling, they kiss, so, that's something. That, that was... It did feel a little anticlimactic that it was like them just kissing. Like I don't know. I think I thought there maybe would have mm-hmm. been like a little bit more to that moment than. than I just thought that. actually it was pretty good because then you really don't know where it's going, so it kind of leaves the finale like on a. It kind of opens it up for you know uh, a spinoff or a sequel, which we didn't get until what? How many? How many years later? Uh, almost exactly 10 years later, because I think it came out 2017, wow. and this show ended in 2007, so, yeah. Okay. Almost exactly 10 years later. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, we also got the Christine Amanpour cameo, which... Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, maybe for me it's a little interesting, like, I don't know how many people watch CNN anymore, or anything like that, so I was like, I wonder how many, like, casual... Move or TV show watchers nowadays would watch this on Netflix and really know who Christine Amanpour is. So, yeah, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, is, is she? I think she's no longer working at CNN, right? I don't I'm think she is. Her. Yeah. Okay, but at the time, she was very, very well known. I mean, I would, I would know who she was, but I don't know yeah. if other people would. Yeah, and I kind of like knew. I know who she is too, but like, yeah, I do kind of wonder. I'm like. Mm. I wonder if like, anyone really nowadays would really know who she is, but... Uh, I think Gen X would know, so I'm Gen X. Yeah. So, um, and you're you're a millennial, right? So, yeah. So would you know who she was, like, if it wasn't for the show? I Yeah, because I did see her on CNN back when that was playing on TV. Because I, like, I used to have cable, and you would just browse through TV channels and watch things. But now, like, I don't think anyone has cable. Everyone just streams things. So I was wondering mm-hmm. about that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if anyone would really know who that she's is. She's still the chief. Yeah, she's still the chief international anchor for CNN and host of CNN International's nightly interview program, Anapur. 
Okay, and so she's, she's the host of On Porn Company and PBS, so she's still quite active. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Also, too. Uh. You know, there's the Friday night dinner, and we get the the uh, mention as the last Friday night dinner in a while, which I thought was very like. I don't know, kind of like meta in a way, right? Because obviously the show's ending, yeah. so it's like, yeah, it is the last one right. for a while, but it's also mm -hmm. for the characters, too. Um, I thought it was really great that they showed up to the party. Uh, it did oh, all... Yeah. Like, it was nice that they showed up, and uh, it was... Uh, Emily was kind of being Emily, and Richard was like, enough. <laughs> I thought that was really nice to see him kind of stand up for himself. Yeah. You know, um, because I don't know if we've really seen that as much. Yeah. He seems I, to kind of go with the flow or maybe enable it. Yeah. It was interesting to see in the show that, like, we kind of end things with characters in a better place overall. Like, yeah. Like, Emily seemed a little bit tapered compared to other moments she's mm -hmm. had before. And, like, Richard was mm -hmm. a little bit more assertive. And, uh, right. yeah. Rory, Rory was. <laughs> More or less the same, maybe, except for getting the job. But uh, and also, too, like, Lorelai was in a better place and Luke's in a better place. Like, everyone just kind of seemed like, you know, if you're thinking about this from terms of, like, this was at the time, at least, the end point of the show. Like, it, it showed that there were some arcs to these characters and people did change and, right. you know, become better mm -hmm. people at the, by the end of the mm -hmm. show. So. Right. Um, yeah. Uh... Also, it was a little weird that uh, Logan didn't show up. I was expecting Logan to show up, even though I've seen oh, this really? episode. I kept thinking, I'm like, I thought he would maybe show up and try to, like, one last plea, but no. He's just like, I'm done. <laughs> this is it. No, yeah, I kind of, I, I figured because of the time frame and that they had to wrap up all these stories, I kind of assumed he wasn't going to show, but they did mention him, that she was like, yeah, I haven't talked to him. Yeah. yeah. Did it also feel a little bit to you like this episode felt maybe a little rushed? I think they had to pack a lot of stuff in, too. Yeah. When it aired, it was, what, an hour with commercials? Yeah. Like, I would have actually kind of liked that they split this into two episodes, personally. Yeah. Kinda, like, yeah, it just kind of felt like everything was, like, boom, 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 and then that was it. Uh, right. Like, even the stuff so maybe of... Maybe they paced it. Oh, go ahead. Like, even the stuff with, like, Lorelai and Luke, like, it just kind of felt like there wasn't like enough... That? time for that kind of stuff i don't right. know right yeah it does seem a little rushed but i also understand too they had one episode but maybe if they had paced it differently throughout the season mm -hmm. yeah or maybe they just found out they could get christina on for like at the last minute and so they added in i mean that whole section was what like eight nine minutes yeah a, probably like a 50 minute show mm -hmm. so um, they might have had some last minute workarounds or something and then christopher wasn't even there Nope, but Christopher, which is honestly for the best. We don't need we yeah. don't need him there. Right. Um Yeah. And it's just basically like a goodbye party and uh yeah. It's, it's kind of like is very reminiscent of other episodes we've watched where like the town kinda of comes together for something and in this case mm -hmm. it's just Rory leaving and I mean there's a lot of sweet moments between the grandparents and Rory and Lorelai right. even like, yeah. Cause they're saying goodbye to each other in real life too. I mean, I really felt that like when um, Rory and Lorelai were talking, well, I mean, when Lorelai was, or no, it was Rory giving kind of a speech 
and they're both crying. You can kind of see, well, they're actually saying goodbye to each other because I, I would think that you form a family over that amount of time filming. Mm -hmm. And now you don't know if you're ever going to work with them again. Yeah. That must be hard. Yeah, 100%. Especially, like for, especially when you're younger. So, you know, like when Alexis Bledel started the series, I mean, how old was she? Like 18, maybe? Yeah. How many years? Seven years? So yeah. she spent a, a big chunk of her life on this show. Mm -hmm. That must be hard. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of great moments. Uh, you know, just cute little lines with, like, you know, Richard and Emily and all that stuff. It was, like, really in the grand scheme of things, not too much happened in this episode. But it's more like when you're watching it, you see everyone kind of interact. You're like, oh, yeah, this is... This is them wrapping it up, so. It wasn't like Lost where you watch the finale of Lost and you're like, I just have more questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What it's... about this? What about this? Yeah. And we don't really even know, like, what happens to Rory and the Barack Obama thing, even though, well, we kind of get a follow-up to that. And um, right. when we get to uh, the revival, so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I I was trying to think of like how what else to summarize this this uh, plot, but really I think it's that, that's pretty much it. Like, oh, I guess like the big thing is they end on um, uh, a shot similar to the end of the uh, first yeah. episode with. Um, mm -hmm them being in the diner and just how it kind of like panned out like that. I thought that was pretty well done. Oh, yeah. Kind of echoing what we've seen before. So. I, did you also feel like the diner was completely different than from the first episode? It looks completely different to me. Yeah, it did feel different. Yeah. But in a way where I kind of was like, ah, uh, this kind of makes sense. So. Right. Were they talking about similar things too? Uh, it like at least like the energy oh. of their of their whole yeah. thing seemed pretty similar. Right. But yeah, talking about different things, but at least like the vibe was very very similar. So, mm -hmm. um, who is your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? Uh, favorite was Richard because I really liked seeing him being assertive with Emily. Mm -hmm. And I think he did it in a respectful way. For as many years as Emily's cut him off. Yeah. So, and they kind of steamrolled him. I thought it was pretty appropriate. Uh, worse, Michelle lost his accent in parts. So mm. that was my best of How about you? Uh, best, I would say Lorelai. I think you, like, really see a lot of, like, her expressiveness on her face. Like her face, mm -hmm. like her facial expressions really were like just fantastic in this episode where you kind of get like yeah. the real feeling that like, yeah, she's got a lot of mixed emotions here. Her daughter's leaving, but like she's got Luke again and all these other things. Like it just kind of felt like there was a lot like we obviously the Gilmore Girls, it's Rory, Lorelai, and I would even argue Emily. Emily's a Gilmore girl, too. We shouldn't forget about mm -hmm. her, but... Right. Um, I think it's more so that, yeah, 
watching uh, Lauren Graham kind of express a lot of what was going on throughout the episode was great. Because I don't think Alexis Bedell was that great. And actually, she was, in my opinion, the worst. Because she was just like, I don't know, it just seemed like she was very monotone, considering this is like a big step in her life. Like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like she was portraying it with a, as much enthusiasm or excitement as I thought somebody would have getting a job People like just that. People tired, too. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder if she already had another job lined up. I mean, when did she start on Mad Men? Uh, would have been like... Common Thread, yeah, we're going to be doing Mad Men reviews. Hmm? Yeah, I think it was like a little bit later on. It was... It would have been like three or four years after after that, I think. Because so. we never really know like what's going on in people's you know, personal lives and mm-hmm. the time of filming. Maybe she was just over it. Yeah. But that was a, that was my major complaint. It's just also it just kind of felt a little odd considering like the the whole episode kind of focuses on her and then you know didn't feel like she was as strong as as it could be. But yeah. Mm. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, favorite. There reference. was a gap for her. She ended this in 2007. Didn't start Mad Men till, till um, 2012. So you're right. There was quite a bit of a gap. Yeah, I think she was in other movies and stuff around that time. But yeah, she had, she had a part in um, ER. Okay. The doctor in ER for time period. Oh, but you know, around this time she was. Filming the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants too. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if she was like kind of doing both. Yeah. Oh, and she filmed the first one during Gilmore Girls. That's interesting. Probably in like the off season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite reference from this episode? I couldn't find any. I really didn't come up with one. I didn't really see any references. I mean, I, there weren't many callbacks, except the final diner scene. Uh, what did you come up with? That was what I had, too. It was more just, like, self-referential, I guess. But, okay. there was, I mean, okay. I guess you could probably say Christina Almavor. I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that is, is a reference. A funny oh, go ahead. It is kind of a reference, I guess, in a way, mm-hmm. so... I mean, and the envelopes, mainly like resumes, that's the way you used to do it. You would get a bunch of stamps and envelopes. Yeah. It's interesting because that's actually like more like before 2007 you would do that or before the 2000s. But yeah, that's how people look for jobs. In case you're like, why well, should have all these envelopes and stamps? It's crazy. That's how people did stuff. Yep. That's how you uh, got things to people in a mm-hmm. decent time. Yep. Okay. Um, favorite quote from the episode. Rory says, what kind of reporter freaks out about leaving her mom? And Lane says, the lucky kind. And I thought, wow, that's really saying a lot. Especially when you consider the relationship between Lorelai and Emily. And how the relationship between Lorelai and her own child could have turned out if she had gone down that same path. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they are so close that she is concerned about leaving her mom. And I, I felt it was a healthy concern. Uh, not that she was like codependent and needed to be around for her mom to be okay. It was a, it was a, I'm really gonna miss my mom. She's been such a huge part of my life, obviously. So, mm-hmm. but I thought that was really sweet. And Lane also has a different perspective on that because she, she says, you know, I thought I wasn't gonna be able to be a good parent, and here I am doing it. Um, so, yeah. you know, Lane's got a different perspective on being a mom as well. Yeah. So I thought that was a sweet kind of, it wrapped everything up well. 
that was yeah this there's a lot of like very sweet moments in this like a lot of things where it's like yeah you could tell they were wrapping things up and they wanted to get some points across and i think it did it pretty well um to that point too like when lorelei is talking to luke uh you know luke just says like i says something like i just like to see you happy and it was just very like i don't know it just felt very like earnest for him and like he's just you know like that you could tell that's what he truly wants it's just to see lorelei happy so uh which after what he's been through he has a right to to not feel that way so i think it shows like how selfless he is yes 100 percent. and uh and i think really that, love somebody yeah i teared up a little bit at that moment too because i was like you know what like that's just him being very honest and you know that's obviously mm-hmm. who he is but it was just yeah. great to see him be so forward about like yeah like i just want to see you happy that's vulnerable. That's, that's the big thing yeah so. yeah he's vulnerable mm-hmm. uh behind the scenes trivia well obviously this was the last episode but there's probably gonna be some good trivia um uh let's see here uh there was an actor who was credited as man number two is featured as an extra in all seven seasons as a waiter uh and uh he he was an asian gentleman and he's basically just he was an extra that just popped up in pretty much all all the seasons but uh he, he finally got a speaking line in the last episode Yay! So, so, yeah, just very interesting. Like he he basically was an extra extra, but he just kept showing up all throughout the show, and like even uh, people who watch the show now on Reddit and all that stuff are like tracking him and his appearances, and you know, oh. like there's a theory for a long time up until when the revival came out that he was um, Lane's father. Oh, because we never see him, do we? Yeah, we do see Lane's father in the revival, and it's not this actor. Like a profile, or or a well, you don't have to give it. It's it's a it's a substantial look. It's like you you can oh, okay. be like, okay, this is this is Lane's father, but yeah, we we don't really see Mister Kim for for the whole entire run of the show. So many people theorize that this man was Mister Kim, but it's not. And. Um, yeah. Why, because he's Asian? Like, what was the... I think that was it. Also, he kept kind of showing up, but then I'm also like, it would be pretty awful if, as a father, he never showed up at home. He just hung out at Luke's diner the whole time. Like, that doesn't seem Right, very... like, that doesn't even fit. That yeah. Th- yeah. So. Okay. Um, any uh, mental health observations from this episode? So, Liz and her inability to just ask her what she needs. Yes. So Liz goes to the diner and says, oh, Dula's been missing you. And and Luke goes, yeah, I'm not watching her. You can't just leave me right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the appropriate way to respond, is yeah. that just to call it out. If somebody's manipulating you like that, I'm, I, it feels like they both know what's up. So, But still, it's, it's manipulation. And so Luke just is like, no. Yeah. And that's how you respond. That's a healthy response. And even when um, she said, oh, I'm going to go do something or whatever, he's like, don't, don't leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, if she's done that before, where she just pieces out and leaves her baby at the diner while Luke's working, 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, mm. um, you know, and so Liz is, I've it's never been one of my favorite characters, but that's how she does stuff, right? She doesn't come out and say it directly. Um, so I think when you, when you are communicating with somebody like that, if you just say, oh, are you asking me to, you know, go to the store for you, whatever the thing is, um, you know, just call it out, just make it direct. Right. Because sometimes people aren't, just don't feel comfortable saying something directly. Um, so you can just say, are you asking me to do this? And then do just a, you, know, you can see Luke just did a very clear no. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of pushed him a little bit and he's like, and then he kind of explained like, hey, I've got the diner or whatever. But it's okay to just say, no, I can't. I mean, she should have picked up on that. Um, and someone pressuring you doesn't mean that you've set your boundaries incorrectly. You could have correct boundaries and do great without reinforcement. You can still have somebody push it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and also, uh, Emily saying, well, I had to cancel this to come to this party. And, you know, because Sookie just called me the night before is classic Emily. Yeah. Right? Like, she'll show up, but she's going to let you know what she's missing and then blame somebody. Yeah. Uh, never mind that everybody just learned at the last minute about this, right? So, mm -hmm. but classic narcissist, here's how it inconvenienced me, so you better be appreciative I showed up. And it's her granddaughter. Yeah. You would think that she would gladly cancel whatever. It was just like some social engagement, right? It wasn't a, like a wedding or something like that. Yeah. Um, and she, I was like this, you know, Emily had to end with like a, with a narcissist. So it was, it was in character. I mean, it was very appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, and then, then I was just curious about, you know, I think in some way this kind of informs us about Lorelai's character. She thinks that 20 small shampoo bottles are better than one big one. When Rory is going on a multi-month trip, a work assignment, and I'm thinking, what if you think back to her character and you think about like she, what was it like she dressed up all the the whiteout, like the correction fluid, like as different characters and stuff, mm -hmm. and you're like, you know what, that just doesn't even make sense because if you think about how much that costs to have 20, 20 small shampoos rather than one bottle, but it it talks a little bit about her character that she's got this impulsive kind of. Let me just do stuff different kind of thing. Yeah. And we can also see how that doesn't fit well with Emily because Emily's about establishment and doing what's expected and, and um, sameness. And uh, so I just thought that line is kind of summarized Lorelai and Rory pretty well and Emily as well. Yeah, 100%. Now, do you think Laurel or uh, Rory is more like Lorelai or more like Emily or neither? Um... I want to say she's a little bit in between, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I think she's kind of like a byproduct of both worlds, and she kind of goes mm -hmm. in between both. Um, yeah. Like, that's kind of the vibe I get from her, is that she seems to be very, um, I don't know, kind of of those two worlds. And unlike right. em or Emily, who kind of would totally forego the kind of life that Lorelai lives, and alternatively, there's the right. life that Lorelai lives that she kind of foregoes that snobby lifestyle of Emily and Richard. So, I don't know. It's kind of like she tries to be the best of both, but yeah. Okay. I think it's time to rate this episode. What are you thinking for for a uh, score? I think compared to. Um other seasons this would probably be like a six compared to season 
seven, mm -hmm. I would say it was even an eight or Okay. What would you say? Uh, I'd give this like a nine. I feel like it was pretty good. I feel like it could have used a little more room to breathe, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah. There is a lot about this that I enjoyed, so I think there there is that. I just think this could have used a little bit more, I guess. I don't know, like, just... It's just the room to breathe. Like, if I had, like, two episodes to tell this whole story, I think that would have done a lot better than the one. Uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of, like, one of my issues with this season, too. It's, like, we spent so much time on that Christopher storyline. Right. And then they kind of just rushed into this. So it didn't really seem like they were really pacing it out that well. So. No, but unless they were given a certain amount of episodes and then that were cut it. Yes. I, could, I don't know if that happens, how often that happens for a show of this caliber. I mean, apparently yeah, they... Yeah, it seemed like... Oh, go ahead. They did find out that the show was not coming back, but arguably, I mean, the show was for 22 episodes, which it ended up doing. So part of me thinks, like, how much did you really miss, I guess? Jesse's going to come back. I mean, I know that you said that the actor didn't come back for the finale, but that would have been a great send-off. With Jess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's busy with his books. I right. Guess. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. You can find uh, Steph over at stephaniesarkis.com. She's got her new book, Healy from Toxic Relationships. She can order off the website there through the various links. And I'm over at threeingrenders.com where almost every other day we've got new content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time when we start diving into the revival. Bye for now.